Greetings, dear friends. Welcome to Alatra TV India. Today, we continue talking about the Creative Society. And in particular, we will have a closer look at education in the Creative Society. And I would like to remind you that Creative Society is a unique global project which is meant to bring peace and happiness to all people around the globe. If you would like to know more information about the Creative Society project, please visit our website, alatruunites.com. My name is Tatiana, and my beautiful and wonderful co-host today is Rachna Vimrachka. She is a CEO and founder of Fun to Learn. Welcome, Ms. Rachna, to our live conversation. Thank you, Tatiana, and namaste from India. I would like to introduce our today's guest, Dr. Raina Vinayajan. She is a director and owner of Viti International Group of Schools. She has more than 20 years of experience in the education industry. She has successfully heads her own chain of international schools and preschools under the brand name Viti International School and Viti World across Mumbai. Welcome on board, ma'am. Thank you. Now, nowadays, what are the biggest challenges in the world education system, according to your experience? If I talk about now, uh, we all are facing a very sad situation. The pandemic, uh, though, you know, it has uh, led us to nowhere, but it has led us somewhere. If I talk in the field of education, we were all hesitant to use technology like we are using today. I must say hats off and kudos to my little children, the teachers, parents, and everyone across the way they have used technology. Only, unfortunately, uh, I don't know in the other parts of the world, uh, in the interiors, but yes, in India, it is a major challenge. <clears throat> sorry, where uh, we do face uh, Wi-Fi connectivity issues where probably some places don't even have a lack uh, proper infra in terms of uh, electricity and water. So it is sad where probably we are not able to really, really educate one and all. And that is the only thing that is not working for the betterment of the society is what I think. True, mm -hmm. so, ma'am. Like 70% of uh, India is in into villages and although we have tried our level best, but still connectivity, reaching out the network issues is still yeah. a challenge. And if we specifically talk about North India, Kashmir is still working under 2G and before pandemic also they have been suffering. So Connectivity network uh, is a major challenge. Thank you so much. And uh, what about uh, education online? Uh, does it have any challenges nowadays? Uh, uh, just besides co co connection and the quality of the internet? So I think, uh, Tatiana, when we started off uh, in uh, India, uh, Mumbai, uh, we had, uh, we were towards a lockdown in the month of March, right? So when we began, uh, it was uh, people didn't know what to do, where to start. Now uh, we are in a better situation where at least we know we've trained ourselves well. So I think that has been a real advantage. 
we see we saw what the world had faced and we have overcome that so we did have that much uh, time in hand and uh, we could prepare ourselves like i said mentioned earlier the resilience that teachers and parents and students especially they showed was amazing so uh, we even in an online class what was really commendable was if a, a, a teacher was stuck somewhere or she would be locked out we would have children they they knew okay we would have some of them uh, playing a little uh, trick but still having said that we had uh, children who were like okay miss has locked out let us wait till she logged in again or even for that matter if a child would log out you know see a major major constraint was uh, connectivity mm-hmm. we cannot deny that <clears throat> but at the same time there were so many challenges that we overcame right and education did not stop for anyone and everyone education came in through various uh, means and folds whether it was at home uh, learning from scratch or like here in india there are many memes that are going around that uh, because we are blessed with maids and uh, house help and where we had to have our children learn even household uh, activities or husbands do that and help the uh, wives or the lady of the house so i think everything has helped there has been some kind of learning everywhere with everything mm-hmm. both for so children and for grown-ups and for for teachers yeah <laughs> yeah thank you dr reina and let's talk a, a little bit uh, more precisely about the creative society and our first question here is how do you envisage the creative society how does it look in your understanding um okay you know many a times we hear uh, teachers and people say that my child is not creative i'll tell you from my experience uh, in the field of education at- itself wh- right from when the child is born a mother or a father or an adult starts teaching a child you know even things like how to hold a pen we start teaching them nursery rhymes coloring if a child picks up a different crayon whether in the field of uh, whether in class or otherwise and let's say the child is coloring the sky a different color the moment a child does that what do we do no 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 we stop we tell the child no beta you are wrong a child the sky is blue why is the sky blue blue why don't we not allow the child to be creative why do we tell the child this is how you hold a pencil why do we forget the developmental uh, ages and stages of a child's growth every every step a child takes and we have a no anything a child does whether at home or in school we say the first thing that comes out is a no a big no why have we tried to explore and reason out that uh, let's try and understand uh, why a child is coloring the sky another color let's say green from a child's perspective 
many a times uh, we fail in doing that so creativity in society is really important what happens is a child may not say uh, okay because you are the teacher or the mother you you are that uh, father figure or the god figure for the child so whatever you say or do is uh, taken as yes the uh, my teacher is right my uh, parent is right but have we the moment we say no have we seen that frown or that uh, little the smile that was there when the child was being creative go to a sad uh grimation i have said so yeah or expression mm -hmm. we never get in there so i believe that creative so, uh, a creative child will always be a happy child are you not happy if you are allowed to do your own creativeness whether it's with cooking or dressing up you're always going to be happy but what do we even as adults try to do we want to mimic the society we want to see what is happening there try and uh, imitate someone or something that we probably are not there's that huge veil in front of us that we cover ourselves behind creative society will also create a lot of awareness awareness with the fact that i need to be empathetic to all my people and my peers my colleagues everyone who's in my environment it also helps one uh, education will also help one rid of the superstitious beliefs whereby then enhancing creativity further i believe that what about creativity in health if einstein would not have been creative enough to think that fallen apple on his head wouldn't have given us so much of what we have today physics would have been long gone the invention of zero however it was created has now given us so much so much in the world to explore it also brings about a sense of peace and prosperity because i'm happy with myself so that creativeness that i i create which is my own brings about so much of peace it's a it brings about a ray of hope is it is that not the key to success yeah mm -hmm. so creativity i think is something that is of utmost importance in society yes ma'am i would just like to add on as you mentioned that we restrict the child that a sky should be blue in color or an apple should be uh, red but see once a child when a child is a toddler like uh, like one one and half year when he enters a school we we give him a box full of crayons maybe 12 colors 24 colors and expect him to be a creative but once a child passes out college he is just with a single color pen in his hand blue or black so we have restricted the creativity and the other point which you mentioned that we restrict the child no 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 so nowadays you know most of us we as parents we always have one grievance that whatever we ask a child to do what reply do we get no 
the child says no i don't want to do this i will not go there i will because that a no looks very small but it's a very big word the child has been listening that since the, the time he was not able to speak also like while a six months baby also so if he's throwing something or spilling water what do we say no 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 and then we expect do this in front of our guest uh, maybe you do a singing or a dance or i want you to adopt this as a profession what does the answer comes no and then we as parents we as parents what do we think that uh, the child always say, comes up with no that the child has been hearing it from childhood correct so absolutely so yeah so that mm-hmm. i just wanted to add to your point what you had explained Yes, yeah, and I also wanted to add something here. Um, creative society does not only mean to be creative, but actually it's from the word to create. Uh, opposite, I think, of the word destruct and destroy as we as what is happening in our society now. Yeah, and it's more um, it's more not exactly like doing some kind of art or something like this. It's more about uh, opposite of uh, the format that we are living in now. That now we are having this consumer format of the society and uh, our aim is to change it to the creative uh, format of the society so that we uh, uh, really create and build and uh, make something beautiful and new rather than destroy everything around us I, I absolutely agree with your point that you have mentioned that we, uh, we don't give this freedom to children but I also think because we are not free ourselves inside yeah it's also exactly. the point. That's, that's how we have been brought up so yeah. automatically that's what passes on to another child or to our own children or yeah. to the society oh actually we can teach only what we know ourselves <laughs> it's not only about teachers but also about our parents yeah. and you mentioned a good point but i just wanted to mention that creative is not only about being a beautiful singer or like doing something uh you know like um in an art way but i mean it's just another way of living in the society where human life is the highest value and the human is a fundamental unit of the society it's it's all here it's all here yeah. and yeah. here absolutely right yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, Dr. Reina, for your opinion, for, for your vision of the Creative Society. And uh, to have a closer look at the Creative Society and some points, uh, some topics, and especially uh, topics of education, uh, I, firstly, we would like to show you a short, short video about the eight foundations of the Creative Society, how they were formed, and uh, the general description, first of all, and then we'll um, discuss them in particular. Okay, so uh, technical support, could you please uh, show us the video about the eight foundations? The biggest social polling in our entire history of civilization has been conducted during the last 10 years by people around the world. 180 countries, millions of people of different social statuses, denominations, nationalities, talk about the society in which they want to live in. And this is a creative society. Based on the answers of the people from around the world, eight foundations 
of creative society were established. A society where all people can live in happiness, peace, and prosperity. This is that very society that our prophets bequeathed to us. All prophets talk about the value of life, freedom, honesty, common human values, equality before God, mutual respect, and unification of people about love for each other. They talked about the common truth and about the world which we can create. The prophet said, there will be a time when we're able to build a creative society. We are honored to live in the time which the prophets talked about. When everyone is chosen, very responsible uh, time for, for all of us yeah and for all viewers who have not read the article uh, please visit our website alatreunice.com and you can read it in details and our uh, guest today Dr. Reina has already read this article right so we would like to know your uh, general opinion about the article um, about the foundations maybe and um, what benefits do you see for all the humans, for all the humanity, if we have all these eight foundations implemented? You know, your the eight foundations that you have come up with, I think every culture and religion teach that in some way or the other. I may not define it by the same uh, subtopics that you have given, but doesn't every culture and uh, religion teach the importance of human life and why it is important? Freedom, freedom of self, freedom of mind, uh, safety, human safety is of prior importance. Being transparent and open for all. I, uh, having uh, each one's ideology uh, needs to be valued and is of utmost importance. You cannot say I am bigger than you and my ideology is more important than yours. Uh, a personal development. So you start uh, developing like in, in our culture, we have something like meditation. Isn't that a means of personal development? Just uh, be in solitude. Think, what is that? Developing yourself, thinking what I did was right or wrong rather than judging someone. Uh, and pinpointing that no, you are, I am right, you are wrong. So something like this, justice and equality. You have your perception of things. I have my perception. Everyone is just and equal in their thoughts and uh, uh, speech. Also, where you mentioned self-governing society. I think if each one... Uh, becomes a responsible citizen, a responsible individual at home or in the environment, it will make so much of a difference. Today, to build the concrete jungle, we are cutting off our natural jungles, right? All the trees and uh, stuff. Ruining uh, waters by dumping all the trash there. If I just become 
uh, if I govern myself with consciousness and I understand and discipline myself that this is right or wrong, automatically the world is so much a better place. Human life is so important. The freedom to live by my ideology and my thought process and respecting each one's thought and ideology is so important. And for that, education is most important. Nelson Mandela said education is the most important weapon which you can use to change the world. Isn't that so true? If I am educated today, whatever education I can get by reading today's readers are tomorrow's leaders. So if I read, I try to understand what is right and what is wrong. It, the world would be so much of a better place. Transparency. As I'm talking, I need to be transparent. I, I, if I'm not going to be speaking what my mind uh, feels is right or wrong, I am definitely going to be wrong somewhere. And that will be a spot where you can corner me and catch me and I'll definitely go wrong there. Because there needs to be some kind of transparency if I need my thoughts to move on. A simple thing like even in school, if you're not going to be transparent with students or parents, it is going to affect the overall build, build up or the foundation on which your school has been laid on. Today, if, I, if we are not going to be speaking openly or uh, transparently, it is going to matter a lot. My personality is going to then be in a shadow and not be in the light or I will not be able to convey what I want to as much as I would love to. So I think every uh, aspect of your eight foundations is just so important and uh, like I said that every culture, every religion, every place teaches that. We just need to understand it well and imbibe it in our, new, uh, in our life on a day-to-day -day basis. I think the world would be a better place with it. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Uh, and again, everything starts from us. Yes, Each person should implement these rules into their life, first of all. And as a part, as a, it is said, human is a fundamental unit of the society. And it means that society consists of us. Yeah, and if we live in this creative society by ourselves, it will spread all around. <laughs> Something like this. See the change you want to see in the world. Absolutely. So now we would like to show you a short video from the Global International Online Conference Creative Society. United We Can. So we we'll request the technical team to show the video. Right now, I'd like to read a short letter that one school principal sent to every teacher he employed. A very old letter, but very important. Dear teacher, I have survived a concentration camp. My eyes saw things that no man should ever see. I saw how educated engineers were building gas chambers. I saw how qualified doctors and children. I saw how trained nurses killed babies, how graduates of higher educational institutions 
shoot and burn children and women. That's why I do not trust education. I am asking you, help your pupils become humans. Your efforts should never lead to the creation of scientist monsters, trained psychopaths, educated Eichmanns. Reading, writing, and mathematics are only important when they're helping our children become more human. However, in the creative society, dear friends, in the society that we're all dreaming of, education is teaching us unity. It's teaching us to love. It is inspiring and open up our best human qualities. This is education which teaches us how to love and respect each other, how to live in peace and friendship together. This is education that opens up our individual potential and helps us to become highly qualified specialists with high moral and human values. Now, Matt, in your opinion, how can the educational sphere contribute to multiplying the humanity and human values? So, um, I mentioned a few things earlier as well as we spoke. If I am uneducated, will I realize what is right or wrong? See, education does not only uh, uh, need to be taught in school. It is, I can step out and I can be educated. Like I said, even at home, we are being educated. Uh, how to sit, how to walk, how to talk. That also is education. A simple thing of, like I said, planting a seed. That also is education. Caring for our environment also is education. Role of education in society, it's very, very important because it helps us to communicate what we want to. Had I not been educated, would I be able to communicate what I truly want to uh, with the right thoughts in my mind? Would I be able to create new things? Would I be able to improve the quality of life? So first we need to educate ourselves. Educate yourself. Raise that awareness of what is right and what is wrong. Educate yourself with your health, uh, with your security again with what is right and what is wrong is it right to push someone is it right to give a hand to someone raise awareness raise awareness in your society raise awareness with yourself education helps in bringing a lot of positive attitude we cannot be the illiterates because then or if i am educated I cannot be the literally illiterate. Education needs to teach you the good and needs to help you see the good and the bad. So it needs, like I said again, again, it needs to bring about that peace and prosperity within yourself for you to bring that about in the society and 
uh, educate everyone around you. Yeah. yeah. It helps you teach new skills. As an educator, today I am equipped to teach my teachers or my teachers are well equipped to teach a child how to go about with in life by educating them to the normal ABCs as well. So I think that is really, really important. And what about yes. uh, this human values, how to bring them in through the sphere of education? So like I mentioned earlier, a human value is a simple thing that sharing is caring. So even, even in school, for example, <clears throat> when uh, we have different time, even for the little ones, yeah. So during recess, we we have the teachers also sit in a circle. It's not that I'm sitting on my own chair or desk and I'm eating my food, but sharing. It starts from there. Responsibility. I cannot uh, demean someone because a child is not able to do something. So I cannot laugh at someone. That also is some a kind of education. This is where we teach human values. Value the other person as much as you would value yourself. Treat someone as you would like to be treated. So it starts from there. If I'm going to share, maybe I like something and someone's different. Oh, would you like to share? That is also teaching human value. Respect. We, um, we are also an inclusive school. So we do have some specially abled children with us. And uh, I must say, the way they help children rather than making a mockery, that is also accepting. Accept everyone as a part of you and a part of your society. That's the most important value, I think, that uh, one can teach. And that automatically helps you respect and value every human being. Thank you very much. Yes. And uh, speaking about creative ideology in, uh, in the sphere of education, yeah? So how can creative ideology manifest itself in the sphere of education and what changes in society can it lead to? So again, uh, where I said, a creative mind is always a blooming mind. So if, with my creative ideology, it helps in, uh, what would you call it? The other person develop his ideology. See, I, I, in the uh, beginning, I gave a very simple example of uh, where we curb the child's creativity. Or even as adults, where uh, we try to curb, uh, you know, our own creativity or what we really are. The creative, if, if I'm going to curb that, my ideologies are never going to be what I would want it to be. That itself is going to really, really change. And that whole um, aspect will then change everything in the society. Uh, would I put it as? Um, bring, I would say, 
bring out the best of your qualities and bring out the best of someone in someone else's quality uh what they have and they possess that would really bring up a healthy and strong society yeah. don't don't curb don't get yourself into that shell where then you stop everyone from doing anything and everything let them do it you never know what that may lead to all inventions have taken place by accident so as a result of hard work <laughs> and a result of hard work yes till you don't fail you will not realize oh all this is wrong and this is what is right respect and every human being if you have never failed that means you have never tried exactly <laughs> okay so yes i could uh, uh, well sum up that education whether it be ideology human values education is a major education plays a major role if you if you are educated as adults we are also learning each day and in last one year we as educators had each day we had been learning a lot and uh, education plays the most important role now i would uh, say when we talk about the creative society we talk about a human with a capital h so education plays a major role in shaping one's personality what attributes needs to be followed to develop a holistic personality and raise a real human most of it you have already replied but again if you would like to elaborate on it can you can you repeat please what attributes when we talk yeah when we talk about creative society we talk about a human with a capital h so education plays a major role in shaping one's personality so what attributes needs to be followed to develop a holistic personality and raise a real human when we talk about human values and uh, uh, personality so we would like what what can be the contribution for a holistic personality and a real human i'd say a positive attitude which is very important uh, one needs to be positive in whatever uh, he or she does if i'm going to step out teaching or educating someone with a no i don't think first and foremost i'm disrespecting the opposite person at the same time i am uh, setting off with a negative uh, attitude so a positive a positivity is very very important and i think if you are positive your entire uh, uh, personality itself gives that aura of positivity yeah it uh, it goes on to show and that glow that you then have is going to always be there because again with a positive attitude i am going to respect everything that you say and do i am going to respect the other person i am going to respect the human with a capital h u m a n which is very very important the moment i go about with a negative attitude i am going to demean them and then what is going to happen it's going to be a negative personality i will not allow 
the opposite person to grow because I am not growing myself. I have caged myself into negativity and so much negativity that then I start becoming a negative person and the vibes that I throw around me are also going to be negative. So am I, if I'm not growing, am I going to allow the opposite person to grow? How, what kind of education is that going to then be? It's not an education because then I am digging a grave for all of us. And as teachers or educators, I think it is of utmost importance that we first teach positivity. Go ahead with a positive attitude. We tell our teachers also, oh, you must have had, you. It, mustn't, it must not be a very sunshine day for you today, but it's okay. Leave your baggages behind, leave them at home. The moment you enter the school gate, just leave them outside the gate. Come in with that big radiant sunshine smile of yours because that is that aura is going to pass on to your children. That positive vibe is going to be floating around you and everywhere the moment you enter any uh, place. Why school? I would say anywhere. If I'm going to sit in front of you today, hmm, Tell me, you know, the vibe that is going to be there is going to be automatically negative because I'm not smiling. I'm not doing, I'm just a grave person sitting in front of you. So it's like a dead body in front. And I'm, you're not going to be comfortable asking me. You're not going to be comfortable looking at me. And the vibes that I'm going to be passing on are also not going to be right. So if I, if I need, if I am positive, automatically the education that goes on is positive. The, the vibes that go on is positive. The personality that develops is going to be positive. Yeah, yeah I absolutely agree with you. The smile is very crucial. <laughs> it's a key point to any success, I think. <laughs> yeah, and actually it is also very interesting when you ask, when your uh, person is in a bad mood, for example, and uh, they start smiling, uh, which the mood is changing, right? So it's good from any perspective <laughs> uh, to, to be positive. Yeah, thank you very much, Dr. Reina. And um, we would like to talk a little bit about conditions for teachers. Uh, from your point of view, what should be the social security and working conditions for teachers so they could maximize their creativity and their personal and professional potential? Um, you know, Tatiana, I think uh, the world over, we really underestimate teachers. We forget that we are or all of us are because we had a wonderful teacher teaching us at some point of time the the inequality starts from the very fact that if i step out and say oh i'm a teacher oh oh she's a teacher you know the same thing if i say oh i'm a doctor i'm an engineer i am a cardiologist Oh, oh, you're a cardiologist. Oh, you're a lawyer, you're a judge. Why do we not look at a teacher with that same awe? Uh, in society, I don't know if you have noticed, if, you, if, if a child tells the parent that, oh, I want to become a teacher. Ah, what are you going to do becoming a teacher? What are you going to earn? So it starts from there. Why do we think 
what are you going to earn why does a parent think but the moment i say oh i want to be an actress i want to be an actor and it's like oh wow why do we see that glamour there because we see that fame how many teachers are really really applauded for all the job and all the work they do can you uh, let's take today the current scenario the way like i mentioned earlier the resilience that the teachers have shown they are working of course i uh, uh, hats off to the uh, frontliners the police force the doctors all of them who, who are working day in and day out have you thought of the teachers job as well i know teachers initially in a physical setup would be working for 7 or 8 hours whatever the duty hours are for the in the respective school or country or place now even a teacher's job has become 24/7 at any point of time there's a parent mailing or calling a teacher and saying oh my uh, sorry i'm covid positive and can you help me with this or my child missed out on this can you help me or messaging them mailing them and the teacher has been on his or her feet the social difference when i talk of the social difference we will pay a doctor hundreds of dollars do we think that that to make a better society we need to pay the teachers or the school equally enough if i'm not going to be doing that or allowing my teachers to be paid is is it a, a good salary is it going to help where am i how is it going to lure the uh, lure the younger generation to enter this profession the complete social dima uh, uh, strata that is there where a teacher is not looked upon as the highest of value is definitely going to bring a lot of uh, discrimination yeah. so i think that uh stability and equality is something that is very important and needs to be brought about yeah right very well said and i would just like to add to it as you mentioned that the teachers had been working 24 by 7 and the best part best part is that they picked it up too fast before this pandemic most of the teachers they were uh, like used to this physical classroom environment not knowing not knowing how to use the technology but whatever possible ways whatever possible ways they picked it up whether it be whatsapp or zoom uh, whatever so they have also learned gradually so i i can truly narrate but if we are also our teachers and when our kids want to say we want to be the teacher then the same reaction comes no like as you said that if we if they are doctors or uh, cardiologists and all and then if teachers so we most of the educators also don't value so that is one of the most respectable job 
uh, I would like to add. And yes, Tatiana, you were saying something. So before um, I put up my question, um, Dr. Reina mentioned that uh, equality and stability, and I just wanted to say that it's actually one of the foundation. Uh, actually, yes, all professions are very important. Yeah, it's just uh, accepted in the society that uh, um, I don't know why, but actors are more respected than teachers or the the cleaners. Uh, we are all doing our jobs, actually. Yeah, so. And uh, if we are doing, if uh, uh, somebody does not do it, it will remain undone, <laughs> so to say. So, and, and this is one of the foundations actually that uh, we all have equal conditions. Yeah, we uh, all professions and every uh, every person is respected equally. So then uh, we will not have uh, these uh, problems or this disrespect to some professions or to people around us. Now, uh, Dr. Jen, uh, now my next question to you is, how can educationists inspire their students and all other people to act in an order to let the whole world know about this chance for humanity to believe the creative society? So, I think uh, what is very important is transparency. If I am going to be transparent and open with my uh, students, and my parents, it is just going to add on. I, if I'm going to keep, if I'm going to hide something away from them, it's going to be difficult for me to then, because you know, if I'm, if I'm not realistic, if I'm not, uh, when I say realistic, I mean in terms of uh, being real, uh, being true, again, true to oneself and true to uh, your students and parents then there's going to be a vast disconnect because it's going to be difficult for me to then remember what is right and what is wrong. What did I say and what did I not? Correct? So transparency and openness is something that is of utmost importance. Hello? Am I audible? Yes, while you are audible. Yeah. So, I the information that passes on from me to uh, a student has to be transparent. Like, um, again, coming back to a normal class. Earlier, it was, uh, you know, one would fear, oh, my, am I... Uh, uh, am I right? Am I am I doing something correctly? You know, uh, how can I tell a student? No, I don't know. Now what has happened is it is absolutely okay to say, I don't know. Let me get back to you. It's better doing that rather than giving, passing on a wrong notion or wrong information to anyone. Like I said, whether it is the parent or the child. So it is very important to see everything is available at the click of a mouse, uh, mouse, right? I just click on and I'll get all the information that is there. So it is better that you agree to what is right and what is wrong. Don't just be there and think that, oh, anything I say will just surpass and uh, people are going to take it. No, because now even a child you are teaching knows, oh, oh the teacher has gone wrong somewhere. So it is better to be transparent with them because you're more of a facilitator, not a teacher. You, you are facilitating their learning rather than 
teaching teaching which earlier was a different scenario because you you there were no computers technology was not there and to get in there it was difficult to know okay what is right and what is wrong you, you had to you were just dependent on books so being transparent being open is of prime importance I absolutely agree with you. And uh, it's a great courage also to say that I don't know, I will uh, just study this topic and return to you later. <laughs> yes. yes. Thank you. Uh, and Dr. Reina, as you know, we are testing this theory of six handshakes uh, to talk to all people on our planet about the creative society. So, uh, and uh, as a um, tradition of our conversations, we always ask our guests at the end of our conversation to invite uh, somebody uh, to participate in our future conversations and to talk yes. about the creative society. And uh, maybe if you have some educationists, <laughs> then we will continue sure. talking about uh, education in the creative society. Yes, definitely. I, I would recommend it to uh, one of my colleagues and uh, she's also uh, looks into a lot of educational uh, fronts. So I would highly recommend it to her. And I will pass on uh, the details to Ms. Rachna for the same. I think Thank it's a wonderful much. initiative. Yes, everyone should be aware of. Yeah. Thank you very much for your understandings, for sharing your opinion and the views on different education topics of education. It was really very enriching and very interesting to, to talk to you today. Pleasure was mine. Pleasure was mine. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. I wouldn't have known uh so much you know even as we were talking there's so much to learn from everyone at some point of time and i have i think i have learned a lot on this platform today thank you thank you we also enriched uh, thanks to you and um, each conversation is uh, very important and uh, very brings a lot of understandings and new points to uh, it seems uh, to be not normal and uh, already known topics but each time it's something new and uh, from the personal perspective and it's really very important and that's what we need actually with uh, this because as we know creative society is a society for humans yeah and each person brings uh, this uh, like is a part of it and builds it that is why it's so important for all of us to unite first of all yeah and to uh, agree to change this format to the creative uh, opposite yeah. of what we are having now uh, Rachna would you like to say something we have already discussed and yes ma'am the thoughts that we are restricting the child so when we talk about creative society, we talk where there is happiness, there is uh, love, there is empathy, gratitude for each other and no hatred uh, for each other. So if, if we start inculcating these habits to the toddlers, right from the toddler's age, yes, when they are our future generation. So when they grow up, yes, definitely we will have a creative society. And I love hosting this show with Tatiana, because every day, as you mentioned, with our, each and every guest, there is always a new learning for each one of us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you very much, Krishna and Dr. Raina.
for being with us. For our viewers, I would also like to invite them to join our project. If you want uh, to participate, you can join us on uh, our site, alatreunites.com. There you have a red button, join us, and uh, you can choose the way how you um, can participate. And I would like to tell you that it's really very important to uh, do it because now we are on the first informational stage of, uh, the, of building. We're actually building the Creative Society now by informing people about it because this very first and crucial key on a stage of the uh, building of the Creative Society, informing all people, because we are all live here and we're all participants of this society. So only together we can do it. And by joining our project, you are kind of manifesting your wish to, to change it uh, for a better life, to have um, life and world worthy human and humanity. So please uh, do it and uh, be a part of this uh, beautiful team that, uh, that is building the creative society. And also I would like to tell you and invite you to watch uh, one of the, not one, but just the, the most unprecedented event in our history, actually. It's a conference, What the Prophets Dreamed Of, which took place on the 20th of March, 2021. And the, uh, it is really unprecedented because all people, um, people from all over the world gathered together in order to reveal the truth that prophets, all our prophets, they actually taught us the same, to live in peace, in harmony, in friendship with each other. So I invite you to watch this uh, uh, very inspiring conference. It's an example of how humanity, hum humans can unite uh, by one goal together. And uh, um, to finish our broadcast today, let's watch feedbacks of the participants of this project. Amazing, Don. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so grateful to be part of this Creative Society program. Thank you, guys. Let's keep doing this until we unite mankind. It was a humbling and exciting and inspiring experience to of us. We want this world to be a better place. We want to leave this world better than when we found it. We want. I'm honored and I'm flattered um, just getting to know the idea of this conference and just watching how diverse it was. and you know, understanding that how God is love and how we can love each other equally. In total, I have heard, I've listened, and I've understood from the people around the world, the way people actually pour their heart out. And it was so phenomenal to see people from different religions but talking almost the same language. I'm totally inspired and motivated by what I received from the conference on the power of love and the role each one of us plays to build it. This is a very beautiful moment I'm sharing that all volunteers all across the globe, we want happiness, we want peaceful life, we want togetherness, we want a life where everyone should live in peace and true, purified from false. People will be able to understand their religion truly, who washed it and accepted the truth. I think we will succeed in everything. I believe it. The importance of the Creative Society 
as I understand it, is to implement all the good qualities of a person. Such freedom of spirit, such unification of people, such an example of what people who feel the need and strive for the freedom can do, feel the need for this unification, because they understand that these are such times that we simply have no other option. And besides, it is a need, the need of every heart.